Welcome to episode three of One Shot Dungeons. I'm your DM, Kyle. I'm here with our reoccurring player, Jakey. And today we're joined by our friend, Chris. Uh, Chris, what's your experience playing Dungeons and Dragons? Um, Jesus Christ. Did we play in 2017 or 18? Uh, 17, I believe, right? I think we're on our third year. Okay, then that's my experience. Oh, it's with you guys. Uh, yeah. First first session or season might have been a little little rocky, a little too OP for some characters and a little under-powerful uh, for some, but then this one we're doing now is, I think, pretty even, pretty fair, and I think we're doing it uh, more accurately as what other people do. But I guess it's, at the end of the day, it's for what people want to enjoy with groups and stuff. But, yeah. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Also... Chris wrote our kick-ass intro song with his band. Yeah, yeah. The band I play is called The Low Season. Well, here, here, not playing shows because we're in the COVID times. Right. Where can we uh, listen to you? I, I found some old stuff on Google Play, but what's where's your? Uh, it's at? just <laughs> iTunes, Spotify. It's all music they don't play anymore because we have like ten more new songs. But coming out. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Two of them are done and. There's just a bunch we're just not going to record or do it down the line. Right. Well, and there's talk of extending out the uh, one-shot dungeon for the song, right? You guys said that you might actually make it into a full oh, song. Oh, yeah. We we like making that so much we might just uh, make it a song later or at least just have that part as like some metal piece in a uh, uh, set list. But, well, who knows? We might Sweet. even forget all about it, but <laughs> we also might not. Sweet. Well, uh, let's get this started, boys. Everybody ready? Yeah. I think so. Uh, right. I'm not on hard A, I'm on sake. I went at Nyong'o, so... Here's ours. <laughs> okay. I'll take cool. a bigger gulp, because your guys' is higher alcohol content. I'll dink it. Hold on. Cheers. That is liqueur. That's that's definitely liqueur. Yeah. <laughs> what, was was your guys was, what was your guys' <laughs> drink of choice? Well, we thought it was tequila, but it's a uh, uh, tequila liqueur. Yeah. Oh, uh, did you get the almond one? I don't. I don't know. It was actually pretty sweet. Uh, uh, I liked yeah. it. Not bad going down. Just weird. yeah, not what I expected. Not after the other shot I took earlier. All right. So you guys ready? I think yeah, so. Think yeah. so. All right. Yeah. Ding ding. So, <laughs> um, Cyprus, you now find yourself uh, entering into the sewer of the. It was a small little river that you followed down into the sewer underneath Throg's camp. Um, your friend Rango just kind of left you off at the edge of town and took on off, and he said, Your journey's up to you now. So, you now. <laughs> stare down a dark tunnel as swamp water kind of runs out leading into the river what you doing i will 
continue walking down the the path, and I'm just gonna like say one more like fucking Christ, Nadia, you better be all right. Okay, so you continue on down the sewer drain, basically. Um, you begin to see kind of light shining down from the ceiling as you pass through. You see separate grates, and you hear people, uh, just city noises, people running around, children laughing and playing, uh, men in the streets fighting and yelling. You finally make your way another 30 feet or so, and you come to a ladder leading up to what looks like another little tunnel. And based on uh, my travel from when I went in the sewer and the light that I can see, it's still probably early morning. Um, yeah. I, I think he said it was fog. I don't remember. I thought it, it was a night. night. I thought I'm it was night, sure too. night. <laughs> from seeing that faded night through the grate. <laughs> I meant to double check on this, and I totally. Uh, I'm just gonna go ahead before I climb up that ladder. Anyway, I'm gonna go ahead and take just sleep down there. Okay. Well, as you lay your head down against one of the little cement walls that the sewers made out of, uh, the water rushes by your feet. You can hear rats off in the distance scurrying around the tunnel system and people up top. Um, I mean, it's difficult to sleep down here, but you're managing to do it. There's noises up top. The city's still thriving during the night as well, and uh, it kind of dies off in the late morning as you begin to wake around 7 in the morning or so, and the city's fairly quiet. You just hear a few people up okay. top. I will go ahead and fresh in the morning. I'll go up those ladders, and hopefully there's not a lot of uh, movement. Can I uh, kind of be looking out and hearing? It's like, I'll time up, uh, climb up to the top of the ladder and then like listen and look for movement before I pop it open. and. It's well, so it's a ladder that leads up and then goes over a ledge, and it appears to like go up to a different little tunnel almost. Oh, okay. I'll still kind of climb up to the top and then peek over. Okay. Uh, as you peek over, you see a large metal grate, kind of like an entrance into the sewer itself. But on that metal grate, you see a man leaned up against the uh, the iron bars, sleeping. Uh, on my side or the other side. The other side. The oh, okay. side. You see kind of like the backs of buildings out there. It appears that you're in like behind some houses and it's kind of just a tucked away sewer entrance. And how far apart are these bars? Uh, They're six inches on center from each other probably. So I'm probably not thin enough to squeeze through there. Uh, You're definitely not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could get an arm through but you're not going to be able to get your torso through. Okay. Uh, can I sneak up to the grate and uh, see if that guy has any keys on him? Uh, sure. Roll an investigation check. <laughs> Natural one. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Good way to start so... the day. Fantastic you start for the night. Searching through uh, one of your cufflings on your dress shirt gets caught inside of his pocket, and you just start kind of freaking out and shaking as the man wakes up. Uh, Smith, you feel a tug on your okay, dress coat, or well, what are you wearing? Let's describe yourself of what you look like. Like a cutoff, uh, a tank top cutoff, I guess. What do you cut-off call it? Sleeves or belly? Yeah. Sleep. <laughs> Sleep. <laughs> it's not that it's not that hot with a i don't know a black leather jacket maybe in these times if it makes sense yeah and then i also because i was sleeping i had like maybe my 
like a uh, like a poncho uh, over me while I was sleeping. Okay, so you're like a Western biker? Uh, no, no, no. It's it's like a it's a ta- like a tatered. Uh, it's like what do you call it? Fringed at the end tattered. of the tattered. Yeah, <laughs> tatered. I say tatered. <laughs> <laughs> it's really <laughs> yeah. Uh, Smash potatoes on the, me. The, <laughs> it's like that and maybe i have some like uh oh that's what i was gonna say sorry guys Let me... black boots dark brown pants uh black tank top um the leather jacket but it's sleeveless on the left side and there's just we'll just say there's a full uh sleeve on it okay uh, tattoo and, uh, tattoos sorry what skin color you pick we'll okay. say gray purple or something uh so you awake to a just a shifting through your leather jacket as a man's hand is stuck inside of your pocket, you awake with a bottle, an empty bottle in one hand, and a bit of bit of a headache. Uh, I'm gonna react and immediately grab hand, and with the weapon I have on my right, hold it to his hand, and I say, "Now why shouldn't I cut this off right now?" You caught me off guard. I was looking for some keys. I don't know how to get out of this. Great. I don't even know if there's a lock on this thing. Can I have? Can I have my weapon pressing more on his uh, wrist? Uh, look, man, I'm sorry. I, I'm trying to come into this town. I, the guy at the gate, uh, Stonehenge, Stonegate. I, I, I'm. I just woke up. I kind of forgot his name. He wouldn't let me in, but he let this girl Nadia come in, and I'm just trying to come in, make sure she's safe. I'm trying to find this other lady, Eileen. Uh, I'm sorry that I was pickpocketing you. Please don't cut my hand off. Eileen, uh, are you talking about Peggy? Peggy, I. She's got a peg. She has a peg leg. We call her that as a nickname. You call her that. It's a term of endearment. She'll love it. So when I release your hand, you're going to remove your hand from my pocket. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And I, I, I linger for a I second, release. and then I take it out. <laughs> 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 Can you let me out of this crate? Can you? Do you know? Is there a way to get out of this? You look at the gate, and uh, there is a handle on your side, but you... Background. Oh, yeah. Well, hold on. He, he didn't introduce himself, so I didn't want to <laughs> yeah. say the name quite yet. I wasn't sure. Sorry, I didn't, wanna, I didn't know we're on first name basis. I'm <laughs> in pocket already. Trying to give me but, a uh, pants handy. <laughs> you see a handle, but there isn't, like, a keyhole or anything. It's just a twist handle on yeah. your side of the fence. So, uh, I'm going to stand up, shake my, like, you know, pat myself off, and... uh put my sword to the handle so his hand can't get to it and be uh so what's a thief like you trying to get over to this uh side of town i just told you i was trying to meet uh elaine and the girl i dropped off nadia she's supposed to be at the orphanage or either going to her aunt and uncles i'm not really a thief it's kind of like a one-time occurrence for me i just didn't want I mean, your hand was in my pocket. Yeah, you've got me there. Uh, But I was just making sure that, you know, I'm sneaking into this town. I don't know who you are if you're going to rat on me now. So you're, you're, hold on, you're sneaking into this town, reaching in random sleeping people's pockets, and you're not a thief. Not usually, yeah. Oh, okay. Ekra, you notice the stone bracelet, and you know that you've been on this island long enough to know that that's from the jail. You just yeah, I haven't should've... seen anybody wearing them outside of the jail, but you have heard word of a prison break since it's kind of spread through your camp. Right. So you must be one of those jailbreakers, huh? 
what were you in for? You know, I don't know. I've got a little bit of amnesia coming through. I'm picking up little things. I know that I'm some kind of magic user. Uh, my name's Cypress. A magic user? Mm -hmm. What does that entail? I can do magic. Like destruction spells or? Mostly, I think. That's what I've been using them for. for. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't really go uh, really well for me, but I can do some other things. I can make some friends, maybe. Someone out of jail that's not a thief, huh? <laughs> I know this is really not panning well for me right now. I just woke up in prison. There was a prison break. I happened to leave. Met a friend in prison. He told me that maybe Elaine can help me. Uh, on the way, I found this girl, Nadia. Brought her here. Now I'm just seeing where the world takes me. What? <laughs> who's this? Who's this Nadia? Person. It's a long story. <laughs> but essentially, there were some uh, worse criminals out there. They were pillaging this farm, killed her mother and father. I killed those guys, took Nadia under my wing, delivered her here, wasn't allowed inside the gate. Uh, so now I'm just making sure that she's safe. Is Nadia the size of a halfling? Nadia is a child, so I would assume yes. Okay. I don't like you already. I... <laughs> I'm going to let you in. That's very kind of you. Uh, I, I know that I've done some suspicious shit in the last two minutes that we've been talking, but I can well, assure you're, you you're, that I... You're from jail. Let me just get this straight. Just before I open this door, and you tell me if you'd open the door on this person. You're not a thief after you had a hand in my pocket. You don't know why you're in your prison, and you're escorting a little girl around town. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't look good. <laughs> it does not look good. That has no parents because other people took care of or killed the parents. Yes. I did bury them, if that is any consolation. So so you say, with no witnesses. <laughs> uh, you could come with me and I could show you the gravesite if you want. But, I, I mean, we'd have to unbury them. I don't know how that would... I don't uh, have the time for that. Eric, do me a favor. I'll open this door. But I think a bottle... Uh, of whiskey or what's it called? What's the uh, what's the alcoholic drink? Real quick in the D&D. Uh, it could be Hellfire. We'll see. Hell, yeah, the thing. A bottle of Hellfire, I think, rolled on your side. Can you grab that to me and hand it to me, please? I'm quite thirsty. Okay, I turn around and start looking for the bottle. Uh, yeah, just a few feet past you. There's like a half bottle of some Hellfire whiskey. Okay, uh, I pick it up and I say. I can give this to you once you open up the gate. <laughs> All right. Well, it's a six-inch width. I'm going to back up the second you hand it to me as you open it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> can I reach it? Yeah, you can reach. I can just it do this. The handle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was the whole thing. Dude, what yeah. the fuck was the gate even locked put, for? That's why I put the. That's why I put it the sword next locked. to it. So you, yeah. <laughs> All right. That's fair. I'm... Are you gonna hand it to me or not? Yeah. Here we go. Thank you. And then, All right. So as he hands it to me, I like I'm, I don't know if it's cork or whatever, but I pull the cork out, drink it, and back up okay. to allow him to en enter himself. And pull open the gate. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. As you pop open the gate, you see him step backwards as uh, he appears to be getting his morning started early. Um, yeah. <laughs> you now see yourself in the. You're kind of in a little alleyway tucked up against the wall. There's the backs of houses and just 
mud is kind of surrounding you on the ground. Um, I don't know. That's about what you're seeing right now. All the houses are tightly packed in this dense city. You're not really seeing any other people other than him currently here, but yeah, it's still nighttime. Uh, no, it's early morning now. Oh, fuck. Sorry, you're right. My bad. Um, so I didn't get your name. Uh, as I said before, my name is Cypress. I wouldn't say we're friends yet, but I do go by the name of Ekra. Ekra. Ekra, what, what, what do you do for a living? Uh, I hunt for bounties. Oh. But uh, recently I've been uh, drinking, as you can see. Um, I have been, uh, I'm a betting man. I like to bet on, uh, I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's called the Blood Dome. Are you familiar with that? I'm not familiar with that, no. Mm, interesting. In my stint in prison for about 16 hours, uh, there was a statue in there called, uh, that people were praising to, and it was the Queen Witten. Do you know anything about that? I don't care much about religion. Oh. So she's not actually a queen; she's a god, goddess. Oh shit! I don't know. I I actually don't know. I made oh. that up. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we said you praying. Would know, you <laughs> would know, Akra, that uh, she's the queen of the Witten Empire, the ones who kind of hold the northern side of the island, and they also control on the mainland. They control the Witten Empire itself. Oh. Well, yeah. I say that to him, but I I didn't know that. Sorry, it's right. I didn't know that either. <laughs> It, it's it's not in my notes. I don't know what to <laughs> I'm gonna ask some questions. I don't want to, but I should probably check on this girl that I delivered. Make sure she made it to the orphanage, or they're taking her to the place she wants to be. And then after Ooh. that, can we see? So you. Peggy? S- why, I'm sorry. Why didn't? I think I already know the answer, but why didn't you enter in with her through the front gate? Uh, the guard wouldn't let me in. And did you ever catch the guard's name? I did. And his name was Duncan Stonewall. Do you, do you know uh, of him? Uh, oh, 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 Duncan? Yeah, I know Duncan. He's, is he kind of a bitch? Is there, is he, or is he a trust, trustworthy man? He's a, good, he's a good scrapper. I can say that. He's a good scrapper. Okay. Is, it, can we trust him? Because he swore on his life that he would take care of this girl. Mm, I would definitely say about 50-50 you can trust him. Oh, fuck. That's not very good. So I should probably check on Nadia. It's also not bad. Yeah, well. I rolled a one today, so... Uh, you know, before we go out into this town more publicly, uh, you're going to need a. see you're uh, not known here, your face isn't, we're going to have to maybe somewhat disguise you. You're wearing what exactly? Well, as you can see, I'm wearing a suit, <laughs> and I look dressed to the nines. That's not going to work here. <laughs> oh, well, I like my clothes. Do you have a backpack I could put them in? Uh yeah, and out of the backpack, I think I can give him, give you. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> you know, actually, you know what? Let's tear those clothes up a little bit. Let's do that instead. But I just told you, I like, I like these clothes. <laughs> I was just came from prison. I was wearing an orange jumpsuit. And now I look nice. It, you're not gonna get very far in those clothes. <sighs> can I just roll in the mud a little bit? Yeah, or I can hand you this uh, little mason jar of uh. Black oil, I guess I would say it is, and kind of smear that on your face to look more uh, part of the group. You, you want to blackface me? Because <laughs> I'm definitely not going to do that. I'm not. No, no. <laughs> I know we live in some ancient times, but I'm a pretty progressive man still. I know that. Uh, that's coming back from me from my amnesia. So 
Um, I won't do that. I think, uh, I think more of, um, listen, it's on me. It's smeared. It's just, it's not too much. Put on your arms too. I don't care. Uh, okay. So like just dirty myself up a little bit. So essentially rolling yeah, in the it's, mud. It's, <laughs> yeah. But I'm trying to offer you that you don't have to roll in the mud because I don't want you to smell. Well, it's oil. I mean, it's just mud. It smells like dirt. You know what? Roll in the mud. <laughs> I don't care now. Okay. Is, is okay. there any mud? You do. Or dirt? Yeah. You're. Yeah, like I said, this back alley is kind of just mud everywhere. Roll around in there. All right. Uh, yeah. You tumble around for a moment as now your clothes are just muddy and dirty. It still looks like a suit and everything. It's just dirty. Uh, I, I, I insist I do have to at least pair a sleeve. Okay, but I'm going to keep the sleeve and then get it tailored later. <laughs> Way okay with me. Right. He steps back as you lean back as well and just pop the sleeve right off and it rips right down the seams and makes a cool little one arm just sticking out of a suit now. Well, this wasn't tailored very well. <laughs> I put the sleeve in my pocket. So I'm known here pretty well because uh, I was a champion of the Blood Dome once. That's actually how I started here. Or not started, but, you know, whatever. Um, I'm going to offer up my poncho to you and uh, it's got a hood. Why don't you go ahead and pop that on? Couldn't I just done that and you didn't have to rip my sleeve off? <laughs> no. <laughs> I need you to look the part. Are you taking the poncho? Yeah, I'm taking the poncho. I'm, just, I'm confused of what's happening, but this man is helping me out, so I'll just accept what just happened. Uh, yeah, you toss on the poncho, and it seems to kind of... You feel like you're blending in a little bit better with his outfit, and it's kind of matching a bit okay. more. Okay, and I'll, I'll hood up. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So you toss the hood over your head, and uh, yeah, it's still early morning. What you guys doing? So you wanted to see what and where? Uh, Nadia, and she should be at the orphanage. I think I, I I did promise her that I would check and make sure she's okay. I am a man of my words, but I will have to check. Right, says the thief and pedophile. Okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> my name's Cyprus. Let me diddle ya. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> yeah, can we make our way to the organization? You guys heading on out then? Yeah. Okay. So you split in between some of the buildings as you now come to. It's a bit cleaner of a road. It's just pressed dirt. It's everything's dirty. A lot of these houses are broken down. Um, it's kind of just a torn up, clumpled mess of a city. There's. It's fairly quiet for the morning. Not many people are up and moving around quite yet, but uh, you guys begin making your way through the town. Uh, as you make your way up north, following him through, uh, you find a little message board, and it has just a nice little map printed onto it, and that's where you find the map of Throg's camp. It doesn't have any descriptions of what things are. It's just kind of like, look at what we've done. That's kind of what they're showing off. And... If you look at the Discord, that's where you'll see it. So you guys are heading on I'm, up, yeah. making your way through. Uh, it's taking you a few minutes as you pass empty bars. You see a few workers kind of refilling their stocks, pulling kegs in. Uh, shops are beginning to open up throughout the morning. Um, takes you another five or ten minutes before you finally make it to a large two-story building. It's made out of dark oak wood planks are missing left and right and some of the windows are shattered up top and a 
sign reading orphanage hangs off one of the hooks, so it's kind of dwindling like down to the side. It's definitely run down. What do you know about uh, your leader here, Throg? You want to know about Throg? Yes, sir. I mean, recently Throg has been um, deteriorating in age. And his son, I don't know if you've known him, but uh, he goes by the name of Torque. Torque's <laughs> been calling some shots, and uh, he's been trying to get some. He's getting a uh, land grab uh, hungry. Uh, I found out, and uh, this camp has been supporting him in that in uh, some manners. But uh, I think that's all I know. That's that's pretty good information. Uh, what do you? What's your general feeling about? Uh torque i mean if you're in this line of business it uh it just makes sense to uh follow this type of person what is was the uh, general population of this town feel i mean we've seen right here we're standing in front of this orphanage and you can see that it's falling apart and the all the towns or the houses that we saw were deteriorating it as well is that more of a throg thing or a torque thing you know, I didn't really listen to what you just said, but something I just remembered is you just mentioned the people praying to something in the mm -hmm. prison. That's uh, very rude of you that you weren't listening to, to me, but yeah, that's fine. <laughs> well, I've also been drinking for a night, <laughs> so cut me a break. Okay, true, true, true. <laughs> uh, yeah, you also, you know what, also rude that you woke me up from my slumber, <laughs> but with your hand in my hand. <laughs> it's uh, a morning surprise. I will say this, that I believe Torque is trying to gain control of this island and later uh, travel north to the Witten Empire and uh, take that over. Oh, the whole thing. Oh, fuck. All right. Well, maybe we'll... But let's go check on this uh, girl that you did not kidnap and uh, took yeah. over here. Uh, Nadia is her name. Are you asking me? No, I'm telling you. That's her name. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's, so let's, see to the or let's walk into the orphanage. You guys heading on in? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, you swing open the old dirty door as you kind of pull it open. It appears to be off a hinge as it kind of drags across the floor and you have to lift it up to get it the rest of the way in. Um, <laughs> you hear some children upstairs kind of running around as you hear uh, another woman as well kind of yelling from upstairs, just shouting orders at different children. But nobody appears to be greeting you at the door itself. Um. It's kind of an open plan, open floor plan on the bottom. Uh, it's just one large mess hall, basically. And you see some random shitty toys scattered throughout the room. And then a large staircase in the center heading up to the second floor. I yell out, Nadia! Uh, you hear the woman yell a few more times from upstairs as you see a older blonde-haired woman come walking down the stairs and she says uh and who might you be i am just a traveler i've dropped off a girl named nadia earlier and seeing how things are going is it N nadia yeah oh fuck yeah she's up here <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh follow me and then she begins walking up the stairs when she said nadia that uh that fucking expression she gave, I was just like, I nodded with it. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, can, I, can, can I can I say something real quick? Yeah, what, yeah, what's the, what was the dude on the wall called? Stonewall Jack or 
Dante, what was his name? Duncan, Duncan Stonehenge. Stonewall. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, like, under my breath, I just go, God damn, Duncan kept his word. <laughs> <laughs> just 50 50. <laughs> Motherfucker landed on the heads. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so she leads you up the stairs, points down to the right hallway, and says, uh, Third door on the right. You gonna take her with you? Please. I'll talk to her. Okay. And she just kind of turns around and heads back to the other side as you hear her start just yelling and kind of banging on doors and shit. Uh, I'll go open that door where Nadia was at. Okay. Um, you open up the door as you see uh, the young Nadia sitting on a bed just kind of staring at a little doll. <laughs> I, take, I take off my hood. Say, Nadia, you should have gone to your aunt and uncle's. Uh, she says, uh, Oh, fuck. It's you again. <laughs> yeah, it's me. I told you I'd check on you. I thought they said you couldn't come in. No, they let me in. I, uh, pay the guard off. Well, what? <laughs> well, I told you that I'd check up on you. So I'm keeping my word. Are you okay here? Are you doing fine? I mean, I get two meals a day, and I sit in my room. So, yes, I'm safe. That's good. All right. Well, catch you later. Good riddance. <laughs> and then I, I'll just walk out the room. That was pointless. <laughs> uh, as you turn around and walk out, um, Ekra, you see her kind of, like, flip him off as he turns around. <laughs> and uh, I, just, I just do this. Okay. <laughs> a, a nice little head nod like I, I, I know, I understand. <laughs> I get it too. Uh yeah, so you walk on out of the room and yeah. So Oh uh, and before I turn around before I like I, I close the door and I say Nadi, if you want to leave there's a great uh in the back of the camp you can go through the sewers and leave and find your aunt and uncle if you want to do that. Oh, okay. Just a 10-hour trip since you took me eight hours down south and two hours away. Yeah, well... <laughs> right on it, yes. Yeah, you better watch out for those prisoners, too. And then I slam the door. Okay. <laughs> can, can, uh, I, can I look at uh, Cyprus and be, uh... So is this part of your life concluded, and can we move <laughs> on now? <laughs> yeah, I wish I didn't keep my word. You shut the door. Um, what's your plans? Where are you heading? What are I'm you seeking out so the uh, orphan leader doesn't see. What do you call that? The person that is the head of the orphanage, head of orphanage, doesn't see us or hear us. Like a like a director. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. I sneak out so the director doesn't see us. Okay. Uh, she's distracted as you hear her just yelling nonsense into different rooms and just banging on walls. She's kind of just. She seems to have lost her mind a bit as she's just kind of yelling throughout the orphanage. Uh, you two managed to sneak out of the front door easily enough. Um, more and more people are waking up throughout the town. The streets are beginning to fill a little bit more. People are starting to go to, I mean, whatever is work. They're kind of getting ready to go to it. Uh, Ekra, do you want to uh, take me to Peggy? 
take your headphones off just for like a little bit. I need to tell Kyle something. Oh, yeah, just get oh, Kyle can tell me. Never mind. <laughs> You're good. Yeah. <laughs> like, give me a answer so he's gonna hear half of whatever we're saying. <laughs> no, it's fine. So I ma- I made that bit up. So when he calls her Peggy, she gets highly offended because she's like, "Can we make her self conscious okay. about it?" That's why I yeah. set it up like that. <laughs> Let's get and resume. Yeah. Um. So you two walk in back to the street. You now see that it's a little bit more busy. What are you two doing? I I believe. Uh, Ekra, could you? Cyprus. Yeah, Ekra, could you take me to Peggy? I could show you the way. Show me the way. Follow me. Follow me. Okay. So, you two begin making your way through the town. Um, like I said, still pretty empty, but it's not too far from here. Uh, you guys cut in between some of the houses as you begin making your way through. Uh, Can I be taking some polls when this streets. is happening? Yeah. Sure. Um, it's going to take you quite a bit to drink before I have you roll anything, just because you, your dude's... I just want it to be said in this episode that I am not not drinking. I am drinking. (laughs) Yeah. And as you do it, walking through the streets, I mean, it seems normal to everybody else. Nobody has an issue. Nobody's giving you side eye or anything. It's just like another guy going to work. Like perfect. Yeah. I just want. I just want it to be known. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, so you guys make your way through for a moment. This walk quite a bit shorter than the last one. As you finally come up to a small hut, um. You see a bit of smoke kind of rolling out through the top of this single, single-story building. Uh, it's made out of some old stone and some logs, kind of building up the roof itself. And yeah, you now approach the door. You guys heading on in? What are you doing? Yeah, I'll head in. Okay. Uh, you pop open the door as a bit of smoke kind of rolls into your face, and this does not smell like campfire smoke. It smells <laughs> a bit different. Kind of dank. I like take it. Uh, I take a deep, a deep inhale of this new smell that I've discovered. Okay. Um, you take it in for a moment. Uh, and so much rolls out. I'm gonna have you roll a Constitution check. Twelve. Okay. Um, (laughs) I mean, you inhale, trying to figure out what this is. Is it kind of hits you for a second? You cough, (laughs) but it doesn't seem to throw you off any really. So you're you're good. Whoa! You look into the room and you see bookshelves filling most of the space. They're all full of old rickety books, and you see an old woman stand up from behind a desk as she begins walking forward. Do you hear the clanks of one peg leg walking forward towards the door? Uh, and she says, "Uh, and who might you be?" I was sent here by Gor uh, Garlath Gor- Bearstalker. Uh, it, can can I can I interrupt him real quick? Like tap him on the shoulder. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, uh, hey, uh, syphilis. We uh, we uh, address each other by our names like immediately before we start speaking. We don't just start talking. And then I back up. I'm Cypress. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Their names. Their names. Oh my god, dude. You are fucking this up. (laughs) (laughs) You state their name like, hello, their blank. And then you continue with the sentence that you want to say. She's kind of staring at you too awkwardly. 
as he's like whispering into your ear back and forth. Hello, Peggy. Then what the fuck do you mean about that? <laughs> You're calling me Peggy because of my leg? <laughs> I was... Some sort of disrespect on the disabled, huh? Uh, uh, right, right as that happens, I go, what's up, Elaine? Says, hello, Ekra. <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I was informed that that was your nickname, and that was an endearing statement. I'm sorry, Elaine. Does you cut the shit or you'll get nothing? What you need now? <laughs> I was sent here by Colgrath Bearstalker, and he said that you might be able to help me. Ah, yes, I know of Colgrath. Uh, and what might you need? I don't know. He just said that you might be able to help me, so I traveled this way to see what you can well what you need help with well there's quite a bit of things i've got amnesia i don't remember anything before my stint in prison i was in prison and i've got this bracelet on my wrist that uh, i can't seem to get off says hmm well let me take a look at that there bracelet i'll hold out my wrist okay uh you see her step over to one of the bookcases as she pulls out a strange little bag of pour, like powder um and she kind of sprinkles it over the bracelet itself as you see it kind of spark for a moment as it trickles off the side of it um she looks back up and he says uh ah oh, just a simple curse uh i i could take care of this yes thank you i don't have any gold to give you but i can repay you in a quest? A favor? If you got no money, that's quite the issue. But if you and uh, Ekra here would like to take care of some men who have been harassing me, then uh, possibly afterwards I could take care of a deal for you. Elaine, you know, Elaine, you know who I am. Let me, let's cut this kid a break. He doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, he's he's got a loose screw in his head. Is there anything you could do for us just to Make sure he's got this little wristband off his wrist. For you, Ekra, uh, I'll swing you a deal. How about you stop by my house later in the week, and I help your friend here. Keep in mind, this is a very old woman with a uh, I'm, I, I'm aware. It says gray hair in the <laughs> notes. Uh, I turn over to Syphilis, and I say, uh, you, you're going to owe me a I lot. mean, we could just do the quest. I am the quest. <laughs> <laughs> let's hear the quest out first I don't yeah <laughs> well okay then uh, you see a small group of uh, some of the younger boys been tormented and fucking with some of my goods that I'm getting shipped to my house uh, they just live down the road maybe teach them a lesson I, I, I don't want to say if I don't or do want to get laid in front of her by her Peggy, I mean Elaine. <laughs> oh, shit. Let uh, me and my colleague here discuss outside your hut. We'll be back. It's best be quick with it then. Okay. I'm about to be I a work out. <laughs> okay. You two walk out into the street. Uh, it's getting quite a bit busier. People are waking up now. It's eight, nine in the morning or so, uh, and it's filling up in the streets. So listen, I don't wanna. 
to, but I think she's asking. And for some right, reason, right. I think you have your head on straight, regardless that you're a pedophile and have your hand in my pocket as I was sleeping. And you didn't realize there was a lever just on the other side of the six-inch wide bars. I never uh, said it was smart. Well, I mean, you didn't have to. But uh, <laughs> I just think that it, I'm going to leave it up to you. I'm a gambling man, and I think you'll pick the right choice. Well, then you got to have sex with Peggy. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just kidding. Uh, we, well, <laughs> I'll, I'm, Dude, I'm so gl- I'm so glad I held my tongue. <laughs> I'm so glad I held my tongue. Like, all right, so that's what it is. But I didn't say that. Cut that out. But all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. So let's <laughs> let's go help Peggy. Well, let's get these guys. So you guys heading in then? Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Uh, she just kind of looks up from her table. She says, "Uh, so what's the agreement then?" Allayed. We will help you with your uh, problems with the people stealing your packages. Says, okay, then. About six houses down, you'll find an old shanty building. A bunch of the young'uns be living there together. Uh, just go teach them some respect for me, please. And what kind of respect are we talking? Are we talking to beat we have them up? permission to kill? Whatever you need to do. My, tail, my, my teethling tail wags a bit. <laughs> all uh, right yeah. we're gonna head that way okay uh so you guys pop out of the house and head down as you begin counting the buildings you come to this house it's a small little single story but kind of long and it stretches back all the way up against the wall um most of the windows are boarded up there's no glass the door is hardly hanging on its hinges and it's mostly just made out of old rotten wood uh yeah what you doing you now approach the front door. At this point. Is this the orphanage? <laughs> <laughs> Smaller. <laughs> I knock on the door. Okay. Um, you knock and get no response. I turn the doorknob and then try to open up the door. Okay. Uh, it just lets out a large squeak as you begin pushing it into the house. And um, I push it all the way so it slams against the wall. Uh, as you go to slam it, it jams up against the floor, and you kind of bump into it as you're trying to press through at the same time. But it makes some noise, and it wakes up most of the people inside of the house. So right in front of you, there's a one large living room, and you see two people sleeping in here. And then you see a hallway leading back down the house, and you see multiple doors on each side. Uh, the people in this living room now wake up as they hear this you banging into the door in the large squeak. Uh, a few of them begin to stand up and look at you uh rubbing their eyes they appear to be i mean pretty hungover they just kind of stare up at you and they say uh and what the fuck do you want uh i'm gonna go to one of them that just woke up the two in the room you have a bald-headed guy kind of in just like brown uh suspenders and pants no shirt and he appears to be around 20, 25-ish. And then the other one in the room has some long hair up and a little man bun. And he has just some regular leather pants on, basically. And he looks to be around the same age as well. The one who is bald is the one who shouted out to you originally. And where was he at? Sorry. Uh, he's to the right, 
and then the other one is to the left of the room, and then there's a hallway in the center of the room that leads down. Throughout Are the they building. so when Elaine described them as kids? Is this who we're talking about, or do we mean younger? You Did we understand that? I mean, okay, they appear to be some sort of vagrants. Well, I mean, uh, syphilis can just ask. I I point to the the bald one, and I'm like, hey, are you fucking with Elaine? He kind of looks up from me as he uh, adjusts his pants a bit, and he says, uh, don't know no Elaine. Couldn't help you. Uh, I'm going to roll for if he's deceiving me. 18. It's almost kind of hard to tell, but you're breaking through that he's he's fucking with you. I think you're full of shit. I think you've been stealing her shit, and I'm here to teach you a lesson. So you can either back down now, Here's what... or we're about to go ham. Here's um, what we need to do. As he says that, I just start saying, like, I have the fuck it attitude. Walk up to the kid that's fucking with syphilis, and then I just pull my sword out and say fuego to activate the flames and hold it up to his neck. But, like, far away towards not burning him, but he definitely okay. feels the heat. And say, so you better come clean, boy. Okay. But not uh, in that voice, because that's not my voice. <laughs> say, you better come clean, boy. So, as you're saying that to him, you see uh, Ekra walk across the room, grab him by the throat as his... He holds the sword out to the side, and he says, Fuego, as his sword just... The scimitar that he holds on his waist lights with flames instantly, and then he places it near the throat. Uh, Both of you Uh, guys roll intimidation with advantage. uh, 18. 23. And? Okay. Oh, dude, that's gonna work. (laughs) So, with the step in of Ekra, I... You see him just get, but he's stepping back. He's trying to like get away from your grip as you just have a hold on his throat. Um, and he says, uh, it's Thomas. It's Thomas. He's in the back. He's in the back room to the right, right, third door on the right. And he's just kind of shaking. And I point out, like, you didn't see fucking anything. Uh, that's happening. Or as he admits, he ratted on his guy because he's a fucking pussy. Uh, I kind of just let him go, but I release him to where he bonks his head and hopefully takes a 1d4 <laughs> damage. You push him up against the wall, and it's... I mean, he's terrified either way, but you do shove him up against the wall. He doesn't bonk his head or anything, though, quite. But you do shove him up against the wall, and he's he's pretty scared of the two of you. And so is his, his friend is just shut his mouth, and he's standing in the corner. Did I convince you know? him at all that he didn't see anything? Did I intimidate him enough that he's going to shut his... You've got him to the point where, like, you can tell he's not fucking with either of you. He doesn't want to deal with either of you. And okay, I, yeah. I, I as we walk away, we go. Uh, so we're probably gonna stop fucking with Elaine, aren't we? Of course, of course. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then I kicked open the door that Thomas was in. It's an old rickety, bad. so it's easy enough. You just bust open the door. Uh, you see a man laying there on a cot as the door smacks open you see him stand up well not stand up he's slowly getting up as he kind of places his hand on a short sword and he's kind of staring at the two of you now in the hallway leading into the room um he's a younger man and he's got some kind of spiky hair and a little short sword to his side i uh that's fine so (laughs) i'm right next to uh syphilis and i like tap him on the chest be like i'll I'll take care of this and as uh i take a step or two in i pull out my small little crossbow and aim at his hand and say i wouldn't touch that if i were you 
he kind of lets his hand off of the sword as he says, uh, and what might you need? Uh, we, we need you to stop fucking with Elaine. Says, and who might you be? We're the guys that making sure that you're not fucking with Elaine. Says, and why, why shouldn't I just get my boys to fuck you up right now? Where are your boys? Well, I'll tell you something, you little, I'll tell you something, you little squirt. Your boys are pussies. And, and they don't know what the fuck they're dealing with. I'm the champion of the goddamn blood dome. And if they ever want to meet me in there, I'll bet on myself 10,000 times and I, before I ever, and ever I beat my fist them. against my chest. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> he kind of releases his hand off of his blade and sits back up against the wall. We call it quits here? Or we go take a fight to the blood dome then, like you said. How about that? Make it even. I don't know what your hand-to-hand combat is, and you've also had amnesia. But I swear to you, I could take him on by myself. But if you want to join me and take him to the blood dome, I am thirsty. Thomas, so are you saying that we don't have your word, that you're not going to fuck with Elaine anymore unless we take you to blood dome? We could fight here, or we could fight at the blood dome. But why the fuck would I back down to you two? I got three of my men in this house already. I was like, okay. If your boys come in, we'll go to the blood, blood dome. Call for them. And he says, uh, boys, get in here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the piss their pants boys are coming <laughs> in. You hear one of the doors open up behind you as a man kind of peers out towards you guys. And he can see into the next room. You don't hear either of the two from the living room. Oh, oh shit, there's five? Apparently so. Deal's a deal. One of your men came. We'll see you there. We'll go sign so, our names and sign So we're going to fight at the Blood Dome, not here then. Well, that was the deal, wasn't it? It it depends where yeah. you want to die. I mean, the Blood Dome's in front of everyone. So if you want you want us to show how how big of uh, uh, bitches you guys might be in front of everyone, then okay. Who's the bitch? We'll meet you there. And I backhand him in the face. You swing up a large backhand as you just, like, drop it, but it kind of, like, your poncho gets caught up on your elbow, and it kind of fucks up your swing as, like, your elbow gets caught on your chest, so your hand only swings half the speed, and it just kind of, like, lazy fingers, like, slips them across the cheek and the mouth, and it almost kind of seems seducing it. And that's how much of a bitch (laughs) I think you are. You can't take the full power. (laughs) Okay. Hi. He laughs and says, uh, well, we'll see you in 30. 30 okay. minutes. That's quick. Hey, all right. Hey, real hey, fast. Get this gonna, going. Hey, we're going to do it in 25. Says, then see you there in 20. Oh, my. Hey, oh, see you there in 10. And I start running. <laughs> <laughs> you take I kinda, as he does that, I kind of like, what the fuck? Like, oh, I guess we're done. We'll see you in ten. <laughs> uh, you two begin running out of the building. Um, you're not far from the blood dome, so it's only going to take you a moment to get there. You two, you see Cypress take off as he just turns out of the room and begins running. Uh, it takes you a second to like, what the fuck is happening? Is you now turn around, Ekra, <laughs> and begin chasing behind him. Uh, Cypress, you're just kind of pointing towards the large dome in the center of the town as you begin kind of running and making your way through. It takes you guys a few 
two, three minutes of running to get there. Um, as you show up, it's just an, a large arena with some ticket boots set up at the base of the camp. Um, yeah, you run up to the front. There's no main entrance necessarily. You just see some people sitting at like ticket counters, basically. I go through the. I go to the ticket booth. I'm like, we're about to have a fight here in about 15 minutes. Sign us <laughs> up. Uh, an older man kind of looks up and picks his hat up from atop his face. He says, uh, you're looking to have a fight, are you? Yep, in 15 minutes. Hey, you and who? Who you fighting? Well, I'm partnered with uh, Echo here. Ekra, sorry. Hall of and Famer, blood champion. Kinda, he looks over and sees Ekra and he goes, oh shit, Ekra, it's been quite a while. I know, old man, how are you doing? Oh, it's been good, it's been good. So you're looking to fight, are you? I've been uh, lacking in the bloodlust. I need to get back into the game. Well, I can sign you up for a fight here soon. It's empty right now. Who y'all fighting? I, I think we're fighting four frat boys that are douchebags, but uh, we're about to find out. Well, uh, you know the way to the locker rooms. Uh, once they get here, I'll go ahead and send them on in first, and you two can make your entrance. Can you, you tell those? <laughs> can you tell those guys that we made it here first when they show up? <laughs> Uh, or you two? <laughs> yes, yes, I can. Just because I like Ekra enough. <laughs> Don't know you, you funky little fella, but I trust you. And uh, yeah, he kind of, you hear a buzz as the gate clicks open. Uh, you see Ekra now leading you down throughout the Coliseum as you guys head down a staircase and, and down into a little labyrinth beneath the stadium itself. Uh, you guys come up into a locker room as you can see inside the stadium. Um, at this point, as you two are kind of getting ready, you begin to hear a large bell begin ringing from atop of the stadium, and it's just dong, dong, dong. Um, a few moments later, you begin seeing people filling the stands as more and more people flood into the stadium itself. Uh, you hear some cheering outside. As you peer through the bars, you see the four contenders now walk out into the stadium. Um, not getting a ton of cheers, but people are just happy to see a fight. Um, at that point, you see the king walk out into his chairs. He's an old, decrepit man in some... He's got like a leather skirt on and a leather crop top, and it appears to be Throg. Uh, and he holds a, his old fist up into the sky, and the crowd goes wild. Uh, he introduces into the crowd and he says, Hello, friends, and welcome to the Blood Dome. Today we have the Bad Boys. And the crowd half-heartedly yells and cheers for the four standing in the stadium already. It says, On the other side, we have a reigning champion, Ekra, and his friend, Cyprus. As the crowd begins to cheer, the gate in front of you guys rises up to the top as it clunk, 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 and clicks in locked as you now see a staircase leading up to the plane in front of you. Uh, uh, as we approach it to the top to where we are revealed to the crowd, I, you know, release this, uh, my weapon from its sheath and do like a nice twirl with it. 
it gets a few of the people in the front row cheering, but people in the back are having a hard time kind of seeing the fancy tricks coming out of you. Uh, you hear some scalpers and like old bet heads out in the field chanting and yelling at each other like, I got 15 copper on them, I got 20 copper on them, and they're just shouting in between each other. They're just more excited to see this fight. It's been a little bit of time in between the last blood dump, so. So yeah, the arena itself is 20 foot tall walls surrounding it. At the, mm-hmm. around 10 feet high, you see bloodied spikes spanning across all the walls, kind of cascading you guys in. There's a few walls set up within the arena itself, but other than that, the four men are already kind of placed themselves in the positions that they'd like to be in. Um, the three of them up here you see with martial weapons, and then the one back here you see with a bow and arrow. This man right here is up first. So the so, three have weapons and the guy in the back has a crossbow or something? Yep. He begins okay. charging. As he gets up in your face, Cypress, he approaches towards you. Uh, he's just putting the fight right into your face. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> okay, that's not terrible. Uh, He takes his mace out as he just... You're kind of hyping up the crowd as this man just runs <laughs> at you and just collides into your thigh with his club. It deals eight points of damage as it just knocks you loose for a moment and you feel just a sharp pain shoot throughout your entire thigh. Um, he's now standing face to face with you. Um, he was one of the guys who was in the living room, the bald headed man, as he just smiles at you after mm-hmm. he just smacked you hard. Mm-hmm. Um, Is it my turn yet? One up. Nope. Fuck. <laughs> this bandit now. He yeah, gets to sure. right about here as he just takes his short sword and just begins slamming it against his chest. <laughs> and he's awesome. trying to hype up the crowd and get him going with him. Up next is Cypress. I look at the man that just ran up to us, the bald-headed man, and I'm like, you's yeah. a bitch. And then I uh, turn to Ekra. I'm like, Ekra, you got to get this guy off of me. And I do Witch Bolt at second level towards the bald-headed guy. No, no, the, the other guy, okay. the uh, one that just ran up. Okay, so uh, Cypress yells at you to take care of the man in front of him as you see a blast of electricity shoot out between him and the man just 10 feet in front of you as it just begins to arc and keep a concurrent going between the two of them. Uh, he's shaking for a moment as it looks like it's tensing up a bunch of his muscles and he continues to hold on to that pose um okay well you're up next so this man pulls out a small single-handed crossbow as he aims up towards you um nuts ekra as a small bolt shoots just over your head shooting off and ricocheting in towards the walls the crowd kind of boos him for missing um up next is you now ekra all right, so I'm going to go to where Jakey told me to go, and I'm going to swing at the guy, but I'm going to do some shit before I swing at him. All right. Are you going to step up to right here? Uh, whoever Jakey told me to go to, I'm going to run up to him, say fuego, and reveal the scimitar. You step up to the man onto his side as you whip your blade out. It lights while well, you spin your blade within your hand. It lights it to flames as you say your word fuego. 
you strike up into the side of him as it just cuts a deep gash into his abdomen and you see him just drop to the side for a moment as some blood begins to pour out and drip down his leg. Um, yeah, you caught him really good. Is there anything else you'd like to do? You have bonus action or movement. Yeah, I could do it again. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll just try yeah. doing the exact same thing. Okay. Oh, even better, dude. 18. Just after you finish slicing your blade through his abdomen, you flick the blade around in your hand. As you swing it by, you manage to cut into the side of his neck, and you see the bald man grab on, drop his mace to the ground as he grabs onto his throat, trying to hold in the blood, and he drops dead onto the ground. The crowd goes wild, seeing a death in the battlefield. Um, he is now dead over here. I'm just gonna um, look at Thorog. Or wait, what's his name? Thorog? Yeah. I'm gonna look at him and just be like, what's up? <laughs> uh, you see him up there cheering with the crowd after seeing spilt blood, so he's with Awesome. Him. This guy approaches to there as he knocks his longbow and fires off a shot towards you, Ekra. Um, the shot shoots towards you as you manage to slide your shoulder just out of the way as the bolt or as the arrow slams against the stone walls and shatters. Um, up next we have this man. He now approaches in right next to you, Ekra, and takes a swing with an axe that he has drawn. Uh, swings at you. As it comes at you, you manage to just step to the side and slap it to the downward so you take his momentum and push it to the side as his axe buries deep into the gravel and he tries to pull it back up, but he can't quite get there in time. Following that, we have Cypress. You are now up. So keeping that connection to the guy that just tried to attack Ekra, I'm going to yeah. release my energy beam again at him. So your blast that you this current that you have going pulsates as more energy runs through the line connecting into him. You see him kind of convulsing some more as he's trying to hold on to it, but it's definitely getting to him. Is there anything else you'd like to do or just hold that going? Just keep it going. Yep. So up next we have this man. Get right up there next to you as well, Ekra. Is now he pulls out a small short sword, swings at you. As he swings towards you, you manage to just take your arm and just bash the broadside of the sword and just smack it right out of your face as it's coming right down towards your head. You knock it out of the way just in time. So he uh, rolled low. Awesome. <laughs> up next we have Ekra, as two men now are face to face with you, you've managed to push off both the but... attacks. Uh, Cypress has been attacking this one. Would you see like this electrical beam, just that he's holding out with his hand that's just connected to this man right here to your right? Perfect. I'll swing at the other one. Okay. Uh, as you swing at him now, him just missing, smacking with his broadsword, he manages to spin out of the way as you swing down with yours. Just hardly missing him. Um, you have bonus action and movement. I'll do it again. Okay. Swing away. That's better. 15? That's a hit. After missing with your first strike, you flip the blade within your hand and do like a backhanded strike up as you manage to catch him in the back of the leg. And you feel your blade just cut through some of the meat as you yank it out. And you see him kind of grab onto the back of his leg as he stammers backwards for a moment and tries to take his place. But he's now standing on somewhat of a limp leg. Um, you have movement. Is there anything you'd like to do? 
Uh, no, I'll stay right where I'm at. They're not going to hit me. You're going to roll really bad, Kyle. Okay. okay. Uh, up next is this man. And he's just going to approach to over here and fire off a shot towards you, Cypress. As you're kind of distracted seeing Ekra fight off some of the men, you feel a bolt, or not a bolt, a fucking arrow strike through and kind of slash into your back as it glides out and smashes into the wall behind you. You take three points of damage as you just feel a bit of blood kind of drip off of your shoulder. So up next is this bandit. He's going to go ahead and swing on you, Ekra. Um, as he swings towards you, you throw your blade up into the air and just sparks fly off of your flaming blade as you just manage to block his attack. Um, he's now going to back up a few feet as he kind of tries to take a defensive stance. Um, up next, we have Cypress. Since I'm still holding on to this guy, I'm going to roll for damage one more time. As you just give all your might into this last shock, you just see the beam of electricity almost grow in width as it just sends this shock to him, and you see him just grab onto his chest for a moment as he just drops dead onto the ground. And you see some kind of charred skin and smoldering clothes burning from the center of his chest. So the crowd goes wild as you strike this man dead. Up next is this man here as he takes a swing towards you, Ekra. Um, this time he just swings wildly. Seeing you dropping his friend's dead, he's growing wary and just missing you completely as he takes a large dive at you. Up next is Ekra. You have a man directly next to you. Is my sword still on fire? Yes, it is. With your friendly blade, um, seeing him just miss you, Wildly, you can see his nerves growing. You steady yourself for a moment as you just go for a jab with your skimtar. You manage to pierce him directly in the heart as you just drive your blade through and feel it just crushing through bone and back as it pierces to the other side of his chest. You draw it back out quickly as you see him just drop dead onto the floor and blood pouring out each of the holes that you've pierced within him. Where's the last guy? Over here. Uh, let me shoot a let me shoot a bolt at him. What is that? A one d six or an eight? Uh, it's a, gonna be a one d six. But go ahead and roll for attack. Thirteen. Uh, that's just enough. Yep. So after you finish that man off, you reach with your other hand, pull out your single hand crossbow. You fire off a shot as it just kind of glides by and seems to just kind of skim him almost. It hits him in the leg and kind of bounces off some of his armor, but it appears to pierce a little bit uh, as you see him kind of flinch down and grab his leg for one moment. Um, is there anything else you'd like to do? You have movement? Uh, just approach him as close as I can. Okay. It is his turn. As he pulls out a small dagger, he just takes a swipe at you, managing to cast you just kind of right in the chest as it deals three points of damage, kind of cutting through a bit of your clothes. And he is going to attempt to run backwards. Okay. So he gets about 20 feet back from you as he's kind of just hit you really quick and taken off running. Um, up next is Cypress. Okay. I'm going to try to do cast bolt on him. Okay. Um, Cypress, from the other side of the arena, you conjure up a spell as you blast it out and you see this ice ball just go sailing through the air 
it collides into him as you see him just begin to inch slowly as it's just he's reaching for his body trying to heat himself up and he's just slowly moving at this point and he's having a real issue um and he's just you're breaking him down slowly with that uh up next we have ekra as the man uh, kind of let me just moving almost let me just jaunt to him real quick just okay. get as close as i can to him yep and this guy is basically on his deathbed is that what i'm understanding uh, he's like he's freezing basically in place like this ice blast has hit him and it's just pain setting in and he's having issues moving his joints and body as i raise my sword i say let me warm you up and then clash down on his neck okay um as you see the man slowly turn towards you just the fear hits his face as your flaming blade you manage to spin it around as you just drop it directly into the side of his neck and do his collarbone, you feel it just crunch bone as you just hear the sizzle of meat burning off inside of it. You drag it back out the other end as you see the man drop dead onto the floor, just kind of grasping and trying to hold this large open wound in his throat as it just drops dead to the ground. The crowd goes absolutely wild. Throg stands from his chair and begins clapping to the crowd itself. I take a bow. I look over I look over at uh Cypress and go, I don't think Elaine's gonna have any more problems. <laughs> As I'm bowing, I give him a thumbs thumbs up to the side. I look at Throg with my hands up like it's not a are you not entertained? It's just like I mean I still got it kind of motion. Alright, so as you two finish him off, the crowd begins to cheer. Throg stands from his chair as he begins clapping. You see him silence the crowd for a moment as he looks down to the two of you. And that's where we're going to go ahead and end it. Thank you for listening to this episode of One Shot Dungeons. I'm Kyle, your Dungeon Master. This is Jake, our reoccurring guest. And we've been joined by Chris. Uh, this is going to be a first part of two. So look forward to next week. Um, thanks for listening to One Shot Dungeons. Have a good one.